Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to episode number seven, um, where we talk to David about New York and New York culture. Um, if you guys are listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review as it does help out the show. And also, please follow us on the socials on Facebook and Instagram as I do put out additional content for the show. I hope you guys are enjoying this show. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and this is Culture Apology. So how's everything? Yeah, everything's good, man. I, you know, it's all exciting. Uh, you know, I'm really getting diving into the podcast world, but uh, yeah, I'm retooling my coaching business and some other things. Um, so it's all good. Uh, yeah, same uh, here. Um, I think I, um, I'm only a couple episodes in to this podcast, but uh, um, it's been it's been fun, interesting to do, and learn and things like that so it's been uh it's been good have you got a lot of, have you been able to obtain a lot of guests um yes and no i mean i've i think i've only done uh five episodes with guests and just one episode quick episode of myself so uh i mean it's 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 um kind of a niche thing so it's some people want to do it some people don't, you know, so it's just, it's, it's finding those people around the, uh, the world. Yeah, No, I, I get it. It's, you know, and that's why I was like, I said, you know, what were you talking about culture? I mean, if you're looking at complete culture, I can give you a roundabout. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I can definitely give you a flavor in New York. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, exactly what I'm looking for. Um, I know my, uh, my wife was asking if I was ever going to do somebody from the United States. And I said, yeah, I just need to get in touch with, Somebody, <laughs> somebody had to so, respond. Where yeah, are you based? I, I didn't look. Where, where are you based? Um, I'm in Southern California. Okay, so it's, oh, so everybody else you've got in, is uh, external, is is non-US. Yeah, that's, that's um, what I, I thought you were in California. Not not everybody, you know. Um, you know, I, I the first episode with was with my wife, and then uh, the second episode was with a friend of mine from Peru. And then from there, I, I, uh, did a girl from India and a guy from, um, uh, Algeria. And then I interviewed a guy from the Navajo nation. So, I mean, that's Arizona, New Mexico. So, yeah, but I, I have a couple yeah, others. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I have a couple others that want to do it, you know, UK, Estonia, um, Thailand, Okay. So I'll, uh, you know, yeah. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And you, you get, you, you make your own decision. I, I have people all over, so it's uh, kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we can get started. Um, welcome to episode number seven. Um, today I'm joined by David and, uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, New York a little bit, New York culture. Uh, David, do you want to say hi to everyone? 
Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm glad to be talking. And I heard you say in episode seven, so seven's like Mickey Mantle. <laughs> yes. Or, or Ed Cranepole if you're a Met fan. So to start <laughs> you off with the, the New York references. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, I think, um, Yankees are much, much bigger than, uh, the Mets. Personally, I'm a Cardinals fan. So, but, um, why don't you tell, uh, everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So uh, I grew up in Brooklyn, as you could probably hear from my voice, but I actually was born in uh, Texas. So I, my, my dad was in the Air Force and then came back home to his his hometown, Brooklyn, with, with my mom, obviously, and grew up there for a, a lot of years. So I've been a New Yorker my whole life, really, mm-hmm. basically. Well, good. Um, and you said you're you're from Brooklyn? I am from Brooklyn. Yeah. Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, which is like a small little, it's a blue collar area in Brooklyn. And uh, it's like anything else. Uh, the great thing about New York and almost like any other town is every little pocket has a different flavor, different personality and things like that. So it's a, uh, it's nice. Right. And yeah, that's some of the, what I wanted to get into um, some of the differences between, you know, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Long Island, things like that, you know, where, What's influenced in what are those areas and how they they differ from each other? Yeah, so you know, I mean, historically, it's was actually the area I grew up was uh, an old uh, racetrack. You know, back in the day before it became urbanized, it, it was just farms and the racetrack. It's a, it's a fishing. It was a fishing village for a little while, Sheepshead Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Every area does grow. It all started from New York City, from the from the heart of or the capital of the of the world, right? That's the yeah. catchphrase uh, because it, it's a melting pot. I mean, it really that's the magic of New York is that it's a melting pot because everybody had can't come through there. It was Ellis Island back, you know, traditionally most people came through Ellis Island mm-hmm. and or you know historically. And that's where it all, they all stayed. They, nobody could afford it. It was in these tenements. And then you, you, you broke out to the suburbs, to Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, Staten Island was, you know, a complete different animal because it, it is an island uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of New York Harbor. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting um, that you talk about Ellis Island because, yeah, that's where a lot of people immigrated through and, it's it's interesting looking back at the history of that and seeing how names changed as they came through because they they weren't they couldn't be pronounced or or whatnot and it was it's interesting to see through history of you know grandmothers grandmothers grandfathers how their name changed as they came through there and looking at all the records it's 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 an interesting thing to to learn about. Yeah, it was America's first game of telephone, right? Uh, you know, right. where they put it together and how they put it together. I mean, you know, what was it? Godfather 2? Was, that was the exact story, right? He, <laughs> the Corleone family game became the Corleone family only because that's where he came from. That wasn't... <laughs> right. Right. So so what is... Uh, let's get into a little bit of uh, some of the differences between, you know, some of the different areas. 
think we you froze a little bit. So yep. just yeah. start back. Yeah. Um, I, I said, let's get into some of the differences between uh, some of the different areas, you know, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, um, and those, those types of places, what, what people influence those particular areas. You know, it's an ever changing animal. So mm-hmm. even the area where I grew up in, in Sheepshead Bay was originally just a, a mix of blue collar, Jewish, Italian, Irish, uh, and now it's changed over a little bit where there's a little bit more Asian and Russian influence mm-hmm. because uh, it, it's also where it is. Brooklyn's one of these big – it would be a major city in a, almost any other uh, state. Mm-hmm. And because – and that's why the, uh, when you come into Brooklyn, there's a sign that says the fourth largest city in, in America. And it's obviously not because it's a borough. It's one of the five boroughs of New York, but it's so large. So even the area I drove, if you would have to drive from like where I would live, which would be by the water on Sheepshead Bay, to the other side of Brooklyn, just Brooklyn, is probably a good 45 minutes depending on traffic and and hitting lights. Yeah. Uh, You know, it could probably be even longer depending on traffic and lights. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, – Similar to Southern California traffic, it's going 10 miles can take an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a, a lot of the areas became pockets of ethnic and, you know, again, so even though we have in Manhattan, so that's where most people think that's New York City, mm-hmm. but in Manhattan, even there's pockets of, you know, ethnic and then there's a lot of business areas. So downtown where the Statue of Liberty is would be. Just, you know, that's where Wall Street is. You can spend, you know, a lifetime down there, but it's usually generally during the nine to five ish hours because it's a working. There's not as much, even though that they have moved some living conditions there. Uh, but you can get great food. I mean, uh, you know, New York is, is known for great food and, you know, that's the unique piece of each area has very unique types of food. Right. And based on who lives there and how that transitions, you know, Manhattan is, you can get anything anywhere in Manhattan, but Manhattan is also a large city would be a city within itself. I mean, each, each borough would, is really almost a city in in itself. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say borough, what do, what do you mean by that exactly? Yeah. So um, it, it's the same thing as where uh, they, they, they call them precincts and, and or, or things like that. The it's, it's a large oh. patch of ground, you know. Just the city, right? It was, it was a landing place, and at the time, it was also the. It wasn't. The, it was the de facto even capital of the United States, mm-hmm. right? Before they moved to Washington, right? I don't know anybody who any of your audience heard right the show right. Uh, Hamilton. That was one of the things that they negotiated was where the capital was going to be. And the talk was originally was pushing that New York city would have been the capital of the United States, but the Southern states felt that they would have had no power there. And that's why they kept uh, through Alexander Hamilton's leadership had kept his financial. That's why the financial district is still really important for the United States here in New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I know a little bit of the history on that and, um, you're right, you know, kind of DC was the, uh, kind of the meeting point between the two. Um, 
like you said, the South kind of thought it unfair that they would have to travel so far and it would lessen their power, as you say, to uh, have the capital out in New York. But, you know, with that being said, it's kind of an unofficial capital of the United States. You know, that's what a lot of people, yeah. that's where a lot of people want to go is, is New York. They want to see New York. They want to see the Bronx. They want to see Brooklyn and Manhattan. You know, that's where people, a lot of people want to go, go see. Well, the, the great thing about New York is there's so many great things about New York, but you really can go to New York and spend several weeks there or a lifetime and not see it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we have several museums, top notch museums, and even the smaller museums are, things that would really qualify for your time. Uh, you know, so, I mean, and where, where else could you see various like paintings from Picasso, Rembrandt, all the, all the great masters. Right. You know, I, I mean, you know, um, in the next few weeks, I think they start in, in June. I just saw some advertisements. There's going to be, um, a bunch of big exhibits as we start moving to have the museums open again. Right. And we, we can use, you know, Van Gogh. There's a Van, there's gonna be a, a huge immersion Van Gogh exhibit. Where hmm. else can you go to have those type of experiences? Very few places in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you like, if you're a foodie, you can, you can definitely overdo, overdose on the, on the foodie piece. When the theaters were open, where can you see the top notch, the creme de la creme of, of acting? Right. Yeah, uh, um, you know, uh, those are those are uh, definitely pieces to see when you go to New York. Um, it, now, is there a, a specific district that has the art district, or is it just spread throughout the city? Uh, it's spread throughout the city, but there's a great part about the museum and how they built it. They built a lot of the big museums around Central Park. Mm. which again is a tremendous park. It goes from about, I think, 59th Street to 114th Street. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's a really rather large park. I, I, you, you can't know the immenseness uh, until you're there. It, right. It's one of those things you're like, oh, it's a park. And depending on your vision of park, I mean, it, it's, it could be, it's not as large as some of the national parks, which I've been to uh, out your way. Right. But, but it still is huge. Uh, you could be sitting in the middle of Central Park and not see a tall building. It's not oh, wow. these buildings. It really is a very countryside, beautiful walk. There's a lot of things to do within Central Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, they now have we can rent bikes. There's a great merry-go-round. They just I think they're closing it now for the season. But there's great ice skating there, mm-hmm. as well as these museums. These tremendous museums. On the outskirts, uh, they're usually around the, the – most of the museums are around the 70s, 80s. So it's like in the middle of the park. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's uh, MoMA, which is a, a world-famous you know, museum of modern art. It is uh, Actually, that's on 53rd. And then you have the Museum of Modern Art uh, – of Museum of Art, which has these incredible Egyptian tombs. They have a whole room where it's basically just a sophocai. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it, it – and then there's the Museum of uh, American History and there's so many pieces of – where you can lose yourself in, in, in any of this. You know, if you like art, there's art museums. If you like 
just a regular museum and there's, there's children's museums. So there's a life. Oh, I think I uh, lost you there for a second. Okay. Tell me where I need to back up. Um, we were talking about the different, uh, different things to see, even just around central park. Um, we were talking about the Egyptian museum and, and then I kind of lost you after that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. So, yeah. So, you know, at the museum of art, it has an Egyptian museum where, where they have a whole room. It was probably larger than most rooms that will ever, you'll ever see mm-hmm. where there's an actual, uh, building that they recreated and you can walk through, see it. Sagafagai, as well as all different types of ornaments. And there's a section in the museum for almost anything that you can think of, the type of art, as well as an artist. Uh, that That's where the magic of, of New York, that where else can you be in a short amount of time and see it all? There's very few cities in the world that you could do that. There's, you know, there are some, it's not just New York, but, you know, it, it's almost like Paris, right? Paris you can walk around and see a million museums and experience those, but not, not, it doesn't, it's not everywhere. And right. that's the uniqueness of, of New York because not only the museums and the uniqueness of seeing the Picasso here and then seeing a Rembrandt and a Van Gogh and a Degas and all the other masters in the span of like 15, 20 minutes. I, I've, I've taken my children who are teenagers to museum of modern art mm-hmm. and you know, you do the rush through because they're teenagers. They don't have a, a great attention span or, or, or an understanding yet of it. Or and so you're like, okay, here's oh, Starry yeah. Night. Here's, you know, but to see the real Starry Night, we all have seen the various versions mm-hmm. online or you've seen it in movies. And you're like, no, but this is it. It's sort of like if you go to Paris and you see Mona Lisa, you've heard about it, but you're like, oh my God, this is the Starry Night. Right. And, you know, I mean, even just seeing the the, uh, the cans from uh, Andy Warhol, mm-hmm. and then you hear the stories or the Marilyn Monroe's from Andy Warhol, you're like, wow! You know, it's iconic pictures that we've seen it in movies or been re- replicated in so many different ways. But this is the real one, mm-hmm. and that's where it's just a, a great experience to see. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I know you've traveled with your wife and, you know, when you're seeing something live versus the, it's just so different. Right. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. You know, um, you know, seeing it in pictures and, and hearing about it, seeing it in movies and then actually seeing it is two different things. You, you, sometimes you have a much better appreciation for, uh, seeing it in person, uh, than you would if, you know, you never saw it. Um, and sometimes it, you can see something and it may disappoint you, um, a little bit, but you know, it's, it's always that appreciation of actually seeing it in person. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've taken lots of people around New York who've been here for the first time, or mm-hmm. it's, it's taken them just to the Statue of Liberty. And it's not just a Statue of Liberty, right? That's that's a country symbol. Right. We all and you, you take them, and especially people who have come from uh, other countries, mm-hmm. and the the beacon that the United States is, and seeing one of the the iconic images, it, it, it's really really special. Right. And, yeah, and that's yeah. what's really nice. Uh, you know, I, I I sometimes refer like Rome, which is a smaller city. 
but like you could walk around the, the corner and just see something um, cool because that's where it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like even if you go to downtown, we were talking about earlier where the financial district is, not only do you have Wall Street, which is the real Wall Street, where the, all the trading is done or a lot of the trading is done. Right. But around the corner, you can see Alexander Hamilton's grave. So the graves that they oh, talk wow. about in, you know, is the church. And, you know, where you see the Hamilton's graves and across from there used to be the, the twin, twin towers, but now mm-hmm. it's Freedom Tower. Right. It's really within a walking distance of all that downtown. And then when you go to Midtown, it's a completely different beast. That's where the theater district is. And, and, and they're not close to each other. It's not, uh, well, I mean, they're all walking distance, depending on how much you want to walk. But right. You take the, 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 one of the main, main unique things about New York is the subway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a great ride and it's a, it's a grid. So it's, it's pretty easy to figure out. Once you look at a map, if you can read a map, you can figure it out. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that's something that uh, we don't really have here is the the subways, and uh, you know that's that's it's an interesting thing to see, you know, people getting in and on and and using that as their main transportation compared to here where it's you know our vehicles. Yeah, well, that, that's what it is if you're in this city. So if you're in the city, and that includes most of the boroughs, you, mm-hmm. you really don't want to drive because it's more like being on the 405. I don't know if you're right. in L.A. or – yeah, so it's just like a parking lot. Uh, yeah. You know, but uh, – so you do look for the, the alternative ways. And it, it, it is quicker. Uh, and I've, I've, I've done that since I was a kid, just right around. And, uh, you know, I grew up, like I said, in Brooklyn, but I'd go visit the Mets or the Yankees and you'd – you know, at that point, you know, I was little, so I had to take a subway. Right. And you get to just know everybody and all the different colors that, that New York has. The, 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 again, it's a melting pot like the rest of the United States, but it really is a unique piece of taking that, that long ride to the Bronx to mm-hmm. see the Yankees. And then the Bronx also has, you know, their own little pocket of like really good Italian food, which other areas also have. And it's, you know, it's just these little pockets of where you can find the things that you're looking for. It, it, it's not just where you go to some towns and you just want to find the best Italian food. You go to their version of little Italy. Right here. You really can go anywhere because I have, we haven't even discussed long Island as you mentioned earlier, right. where I live, you know, that's, that's another beast. <laughs> <laughs> right. So how, how is it riding the subways there? You know, cause in my head, I've never been on them. I would, I would assume it's more, um, it would be like the buses that we have here. You know, everybody gets on, nobody talks to each other. They're just sitting there. Um, is there, you know, unspoken rules? Is there, you know, people in interacting with each other? Is it silence? You know, how, how is it riding those subways? Um, yeah. So there, there is, you know, it's, it, it, everything's a version of, uh, I guess, uh, Lord of the Flies, uh, and you know, uh, I mean, when you're putting a thousand people in a in a car and stuff like that, the trains when you're rushing for rush hour, yeah, everybody's rushing and timing, and same thing on uh, wherever you go. So, mm-hmm. like your traffic is the same thing as our. I mean, we have buses, we have the we have all the other <laughs> transportation. Right. They're moving now, which is really nice, towards more bicycle riding. We're okay. trying to become a more cleaner city, you know, eco-friendly city. 
Right. And that, people are still running through. I mean, I've got hit by a, a bike, you know, somebody who's rushing for a bike. And, she, you know, it, it's there is that hustle and bustle that in some other cities you don't have. Mm-hmm. But Chicago has that also. Like, you know, New York, L.A. has that. Right. San Francisco oh, yeah. has that to a point. I, you know, uh, as laid back as San Francisco is, there is that, you know, getting around. Um, but with the subway, it, it's fine. Everybody knows their thing. And New Yorkers get a bad rap. We, you know, a lot of people don't want to always be volunteering. They, they won't volunteer. But uh, I don't think it, that would be that way in any other city. And depending on what is going on in somebody else's life, they are helpful. I mean, I've always been, you know, helpful when I've got stopped a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I think it's depending on day and, and everybody's focus. And New York is our, uh, we do run. We, 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 we run from work to, there's always something to do because it was a, a mainly blue collar city. Mm-hmm. So there, it was the nine, there was a mentality of the nine to five. Like after you're done with work, I just want to get home, right? You, you know, you're moving your, your widgets from here to there and things like that or the, after the pressures of Wall Street and things like that, you, you want to get back home. Yeah. Home wasn't always uh, a short trip. Yeah. It's interesting uh, you talk about, you know, always on the go. I, I actually went to New York, uh, the state of New York, uh, back when I was, I don't know, 14, 15, something like that. We went to one of some friends up to upstate New York. And, you know, I remember we were walking around and we went to cross the street and, cars did not stop for us like they do here in California. And, uh, that was something that was eye opening to me then. And that's, you know, something I've always remembered from just that, you know, one trip when I was, you know, 20 something years ago, I, I remember that. And it's, it's so much different than here, you know, here, the car stopped for the people to, to pass the street. When I was in upstate New York, they did not, you had to wait for the cars. Yeah, I, I mean, generally, I mean, it, it, it's, it's hot and cold uh, because, mm-hmm. like, here on I live on Long Island, like the middle of Long Island, um, and people will stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you go out to the Hamptons, th- th- there's times people will stop, and sometimes people will not stop. Uh, I, I think it, it, it's hit and miss. Uh, it, it, you know, and, and upstate New York is a different animal than downstate. Like, we, you know, well, the traditional New Yorker, as I'm going to call it, is the New York Cityer, not uh, the New York Stater. Um, they, we, we don't always get along with the upstate people. Uh, <laughs> my sister had lived upstate uh, for a while. So every time I would visit, you, you would definitely tell who is from upstate and who's not, mm-hmm. especially with my accent. But it, it's a completely different you downstate this think you run the city, you run the state. And <laughs> in a lot of ways we do, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that's, that's not, you know, it's not untrue, but there's also a lot of pieces of how upstate New York, uh, that's a different you know, set of circumstances. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, spe- speaking of accents, how, how does the New York accent uh, vary from place to place? It does. So it, 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 some of it depends and some people fight hard to, get rid of it. <laughs> and uh, I, I've never done that. I, I think my accent isn't as bad as some of the other people that I've grown up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I talk to them, I'm like, man, he has an accent. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, I know I do. Uh, I, 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 I tease with it. Uh, like, I'm not sure if, you, if it's just, this is just going to be audio or video, but I purposely put on my goons for good in the back, uh, which is a, a charitable au- auction. 
uh, uh, organization I'm creating because I know a guy. Uh, you, you know, so I, I, I play along with, with the speak. You know, I always say if, if I was a pretty woman, I would then try to accentuate that. And my accent is some of the things I ask. So uh, again, to go back to your question, it's all about where you are and who, who you're associating with. So in some areas, you might have a different flavor of New York accent because of all the ethic, all the ethnic, uh, languages that are in that area. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I completely agree and, and see that where, you know, depending on who's influencing what area that, that accent can, can change slightly from, from place to place. Yeah. I mean, that's the incredible part. And it's really nice. I can't wait for the end of the year or, or probably next year. We all really get back together again because it's nice to hear that when we, there's, there's love. So last 2020 for me, it was not a bad year, but I started off the year at Coney Island, which is world famous. There's a lot of history, but there's also famous out of, out of Coney Island uh, is the polar bear club. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they have them all over. I don't, maybe they don't have them in California because it's not cold enough to dry, to jump into the water. Right. Uh, it's definitely maybe an East coast thing. And what you do is you're doing it for charity. But the, the, these gentlemen, the polar bears, have been doing this for uh, over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. So I decided I was not going through. I was going through some personal challenges. I needed to do something that shake it up, and I decided to join the polar bear club. So you, you go there and you go in the get your bathing suit on and you jump in the water. Mm. And where I'm going with this is not only was it cold that day; it was it was January first. Oh wow. Freezing out, and it was a warm year this, that, that year. It was, it was in the 30s, so it was relatively warm for right. New York. And, but you're surrounded by 5,000 other people who are just there to watch the crazy people <laughs> go into the water. <laughs> um, and you had, you know, a couple of thousand people. There were, there were different, different sections of people going into the water. So it wasn't just me by myself. I, right. this was, that was only my first time. People were proud that they, this was like their fifth time, their tenth time. Yeah. What's really great, no matter what all the languages, when they're ready to send you in, everybody around around you, they surround you, and you make they walk you through a path, and they all are cheering you on. So no matter what accents, no matter what languages, they're cheering you on. It's just a yes. Yeah. It's a very visceral conversation or connection with people, and then you go in, and it's it's an experience. I. I, I highly recommend everybody to do it, especially because the tie-in is you make a donation and mm-hmm. you're helping out a cause as well as, you know, just doing something that's really unique or very New York. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't have anything like that. You said, you know, 30 degrees was a warm, warm winter. That's, that's a cold winter here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want 30. Yeah. And, and the water is about 50 degrees at that time. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the, the, but when you come out, it's, it, it's 30. So everybody's like shivering. It, it right. took me at least an hour to like, even just be remotely, you know, I clean, <laughs> you know, dry clothes and, and everything. Uh, but it's a unique experience. Uh, yeah. you know, there's so many great, unique experiences. I mean, even Times Square, seeing the ball drop mm-hmm. doing that is an experience where again, you'd have various accents and people from all over the world to celebrate it. And what's really nice is if you come before the, the ball, so that before new year's Eve, you can see the ball. 
So mm-hmm. you can you can come during that time of year and see the ball and being there. That's they call that the crossroads of the world. Right. It's a great experience and right there is where the theater district is. Oh, okay. Great restaurants there. And it's again the, the the top shows that you're gonna see. I mean, the Hamiltons, the, all all the other shows, uh the Les Mis is, is still there, Wicked. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, and then they, what's good, one of the things I would tell your audience if they're coming when they open back the theaters, is there's a ticket booth. It's called, the, besides the each theater having a ticket booth, there's a ticket booth where you can get like half-price tickets. There's some of the shows, not all the shows, but if you're just looking to get a Broadway show, you could pay half-price for, for something, and it's all the top shows. You know, not necessarily Hamilton, but right. So, some of the shows – they, they could do, you know, you could see. And I, I've done that plenty of time where you just wake up that morning, you grab somebody and you have a great time and you pick a show. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's interesting because it doesn't always have to be the biggest shows. You know, if I, I mean, I've never been to Broadway and if my wife and I went and it was like, what are we going to do today? Hey, let's just go see a show. That would be something perfect where you can go, like you said, get, get half off a ticket, go see a show, have that experience of Broadway and seeing those theater arts play out you know on on the stage like that compared to a movie theater yeah no definitely and and the other great thing about new york is that there's there's off broadway shows and so right. you have the, the the core of the 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 theater district but then you have all these little pockets of theaters all over the all over the city uh depending on how well you're able to navigate either the internet or just knowing the culture and you'll see quality stuff some things are you know, if it's a smaller theater, you'll have a smaller experience and it, it might not be music and pop dance of Broadway, but it's still going to be really quality stuff. Right. So let, let's get into uh, the food a little bit. Um, before we start, I do have one burning question. New York or Chicago style pizza? Which one's better? <laughs> well, if you, if you, I uh, see, I always go, if you want bread, go out to Chicago. Uh, Chicago is a deep dish and I yep. like Chicago pizza. I, I've gone there, but it's New York pizza. It's thin. That's where it was created. Uh, we can have that whole conversation. Uh, I like the crisp, uh, pizza. You know, I, I like to hear that crunch. I yeah. like the, the tastes and things that like thin, that. Yeah, thin, large slice crunchiness of the the bottom layer of the uh the bottom of the pizza you know i I, i've i've had both and depending on what you want if you want uh bread nothing wrong with chicago pizza i'm I'm never going to tell you that there's something wrong i'm not one of those it's got to be my way of the highway but (laughs) it's it it really is you know i would prefer the new york style the, the thin crust which most of the country only knows that Right. Most of the country doesn't know the the deep dish, and you know, again, I when I went to Chicago with my kids, I made sure we had the the, the proper uh, introduction to Chicago pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know that's that's one big thing that you know New York food is known for is their New York style pizza. So well, the one thing I'll tell you, we're talking about food. The one thing that you cannot get anywhere else is the bagel. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, it's just bread with a hole. In New York, the, I, I mean, again, I've traveled the country. I've traveled, and people are like, "Oh, you want a bagel?" I'm like, "Sure." 
Um, but, and even in New York, you have to find the right place, how they make it. Uh, some places, you know, the old way to make it is by boiling the, the bread in, in this hot boiling water. And it just, it just is different. Mm-hmm. You know, at least for me, uh, everywhere else is just bread with a hole. <laughs> so what, so what makes it different other than, you know, boiling it in the water? Is there a certain way you get it or? I, I think it is about the water. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, we, we, you know, we, there's always stories. I mean, you could Google a million stories how, you know, John from whatever, you know, moved right. out to Iowa and then had a bagel store and he used to make bagels in, in New York and it doesn't taste right. Or they've had the bottles. There's a place in Florida who I know ships New York water to Florida to make the bagels. Hmm. And, you know, it, 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 I think some of it is the mystique. You know, mm-hmm. once you, you kind of have it, it's that brand, you know, the New York bagel. Right. Yeah, the New York Bagel Company, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think some of that has to do with, with that piece of just it is. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, along the lines of food, do, does the food vary from, um, I guess, borough to borough, district to district? Uh, yes and no. So there there are little pockets. Obviously, there's a there's a little Italy, which is really right next to. Chinatown at this point, uh, you know, they're really within a few blocks of each other, downtown, a little bit more downtown. And, you know, but there's Koreatown now, which, which you can get the best Korea. Uh, and, you know, in Brooklyn, there's some of the best Russian food. And you can get any of these foods elsewhere also. But mm-hmm. one of the unique things, so I would tell your audience, if you're coming, you have to get a dirty water hot dog. And I'm not sure that they're open yet because of the COVID uh, experience. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is, is hot dog guys who are standing on a corner selling hot dogs or a knish, which, and I don't know that everybody knows what a knish is. It's basically, uh, mashed potatoes around breading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is a, a New York thing that if you want to get the New York experience, and then there's always the toasted pretzel. Mm-hmm. That, to me, when I go there, especially during the winter, it's nice and toasty and you get, you know, one of those, it's awesome. Yeah, we, LA has something similar. We do have um, the hot dog guys that, that walk around and do hot dogs, bacon wrap hot dogs and, and things like that. So, I mean, LA does have something a, a similar, but I think it's more prominent in New York than it is in LA. I think it's more of a yeah. staple of New York rather than here in LA where it's, you know, around clubs and, 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 and bars and things like that where it's later at night. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I've been to LA a bunch of times and that's all. So it, the crazy part about New York and uh, I haven't seen it in that many cities. You can get, all different types of ethnic food out of a truck. There, there are food trucks that are just in certain pockets and some of them run around Manhattan to, for the right area at the right time. Uh, like you can get waffles. I mean, there's a Dinkies, uh, waffles, which is the Belgian waffles. They, they have a couple of stops. Now they have a, they have some brick and mortar places. Uh, but it used to be you have to go online to find out where they were for that day. You could find them in the middle of a right. museum. Well, not in the middle of, outside of the museum um, and things like that. So that's why that's also one of the unique pieces of New York is that, you know, if you want to try some Indian food, you might, depending on where you are, can find in Manhattan a, a truck 
for Indian food and get really good quality Indian food mm-hmm. or, you know, anything else, shish kebab and, and things like that. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, we, we, we have food trucks in LA as well. And, uh, a lot of them pair up with, uh, the breweries, you know, I mean, Southern California has, uh, uh, quite a few breweries and a lot of the time they have food trucks come and, you know, they got the outdoor, especially right now with, with COVID and everything, you know, they have the outdoor stuff with, with the, the food trucks and, and uh, it's something similar where you can you can find the food truck you like and you kind of go online and find where it's going to be for the day. And, you know, we do have a similar thing here. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I mean, I know I, know, I remember buying crepes right outside of the uh, Eiffel Tower. So you know, I know it's not just a New York thing, but it's, you know, there's a variety of foods and things like that. And I know in L.A. also you can get variety of I mean, what's really I remember. One time I was downtown. There was a guy who was bringing all, all the gear for his barbecue. Mm-hmm. And he had one of the best pulled pork sandwiches that I ever ate. It was just like on the side of the street. <laughs> and, and he, had, you know, he, tra- he trailed his barbecue with him. And, you know, it was one of those big, you know, yeah. s- slow smokers. Yeah. And I, I find that in, in the travels that I've done, the best food is not necessarily in a restaurant. It's outside where you have a guy hauling a, a barbecue or bringing out whatever they're doing and cooking right there for you. And I, and I find that that's um, uh, the food that they, they make is, is, is amazing compared to some of the restaurants where it's, you know, it's a different thing. You can just go and, and, and buy the food and, and keep walking around and it's amazing. Yeah, it, it's completely amazing. I mean, I think that's what the experience. I mean, my Randy, uh, you know, when I've traveled with her, it, it really is one of those things of you find that the greatest things by walking off the beaten path. Yeah. You might find either the best restaurant, it might be a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that one of the best Chinese restaurants I had in Miami was this little hole in the wall in Miami Beach that no, very few people knew except for the locals. Right. And that's the great thing is finding out where the locals are, are going and yeah. that's where you usually can find the, the gems or, or like I said, uh, the, the trucks, some of the trucks are, are ju- the food is just as good as in some of the, the, the high end restaurants. It depends on what type of experience you want. Right. So being a native, what are some of those uh, places that you would recommend that are off the beaten path? Off the beaten path. Well, you know, I, I don't have a, a, a favorite. So, mm-hmm. you know, it really is when you walk in. I mean, there's a place. I'm horrible with names. It's a place that, that you know, <laughs> I know a guy. Um, you know, but uh, like in, the, in, in any of the smaller restaurants near near the theater district, you can find a million great places. I mean, Carmine's is, is a famous Italian restaurant. It's a family style restaurant. And I would tell you to go there. Uh, not as an advertisement, but it's great. You, you, you won't go wrong with any of the big name places. Mm-hmm. And today with the internet, it's, it makes it so much easier to find places, but it's also most of the smaller places are great. And it's just an interest. That's why I, we, when I do go into the city, I try to find a new place every time. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, other than Carmine's, because I like their, uh, stuffed artichokes. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I, I um, 
I'll go anywhere. You know, I, I've gone to lots of different places and, and, and be surprised and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, and, that's just, and again, that's just a city. You know, when you go out to the suburbs, it's more like, um, like in LA and when you, you know, it's your town, there might not be as many choices, but there's still going to be a lot of choices. You know, there's little pockets of great food in, in every little town out here as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, you, you spoke of um, the Godfather earlier and, you know, New York used to be a big mobster city. Um, I mean, similar LA was the same. Las Vegas was similar. Uh, how, how does that culture changed? Obviously I don't see the city being run by mobs anymore, but is it still something that is prevalent in the culture of New York? I think really it, it, it is part of the culture and, and not necessarily mafia. So, you know, really what, what they are were, were blue collar guys who were like, I'll protect you. I'll, you know, and, and that's really like that. You could find that anywhere in, in the world, right? So your local neighborhood always had a, a guy who was paying attention a little bit more than others. Right. And, you know, or the lady who stood out, to, looked outside the window and knew everybody going, passing and going. Mm-hmm. A little bit more, you know, there's a little bit more differences than what, what, what the mafia had right. done. Uh, but a lot of the stuff has ha- had happened here. I mean, you could just take a tour of all the history behind that. It, and really, it, it, it's never, it, most of the time, it's never been a dangerous place because of it. Right. They, they, they've kept it really safe. I mean, the, the, the stories of John Gotti having fireworks shows every year and other, you know, other areas, other pockets that aspect of it w- w- was fine. Uh, you know, so New Yorkers take a pride in all, all of this. I mean, that's why you have as many movies that, and they're generally based off of New York. Right. <laughs> Not only did, did it happen because of the times and things like that, but New Yorkers take a pride in, in, in New Yorkers. Um, mm-hmm. That's, you know, much like anybody else. That's where you come from. If you make it here, you can make it anywhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we, we talked a little bit and Stanton Island, you, you want to go into a little bit more about that. You said it was, that's a beast of its own. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So Staten Island is, is an Island. It's one of the five boroughs of New York city proper. So like I, I live out on Long Island, which is not considered uh, part of New York City proper. Uh, so we have like other, other governmental stuff, right? So it's not when we vote for mayor of New York City. I am not, I don't vote for mayor of New York City. Gotcha. I have the, my town and, and things like that. But so Staten Island is, is an island. It's connected only by a couple of bridges or you can get there, which is one of the greatest tourist pieces is the Staten Island Ferry. It's a little bit more challenging again during COVID, but for a couple of bucks, you can take a trip from Manhattan to Staten Island and back, and you get to see a great view, one of the best views of being in New York Harbor, which is just legendary, and seeing Manhattan, you know, seeing a view of Manhattan. And, you know, the great thing about the Staten Island Ferry is that was one of the extra heroes of 9-11 is it helped take people off of the island away from downtown mm-hmm. uh, but people travel back and forth to work those who live in Staten Island Staten Island is not 
it's a little bit out there. It's not connected because it's an island and it's not connected to everything else. So you have to work a little harder to get to and from Staten Island. Mm -hmm. And uh, even driving there is, it becomes a different uh, challenge. Right. Speaking of 9-11, you know, as a nation, when it happened, it, it changed us. But how did it affect those who lived in the city? Yeah, those who lived in the city, I mean, some people were displaced for a long time. I mean, they, they, across from uh, the Twin Towers were are, uh, you know, a, a large block of this Battery City, Battery city Park. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of apartment buildings, high-end apartment buildings with the incredible view of New York Harbor. So that was, you know, that 9-11 was unique because, again, a lot of people commute into New York City. It's not just you work in your local neighborhood. Right. And that's why so many people knew so many people. And they come from not only New York, but Connecticut and New Jersey. And uh, it was a unique experience because it devastated a huge, excuse me, a huge, uh, you know, a vital area. You know, it, it was close enough to Wall Street that today it changed the face of Wall Street a little bit. There's a lot more walkable streets versus shut where they shut down streets that were normally were to motor vehicle tra- traffic. And, uh, you know, now you can go see the, the footprint of the twin t- towers, which doesn't do justice for the twin towers, but it does justice. It does some justice for those who, who had passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're beautiful. And no matter where you are in the city, that's what another area of, of peace and quiet. And it's, there's a lot of awe around it because of what it meant for us as a country, but it really was a, a knock on our on our city. We were very proud of the, the the skyline with the World Trade Center. Right now, did that when when that happened? Did it did it cause the city, uh, New Yorkers, the people around it, to come together, or did it kind of cause some? some dissension among the the city for whatever reasons no not at all it, it, it was a uh, very soothing we we, we we were new we were new york strong uh you know really that's you know it it, it, it was really nice for a couple of weeks like everybody was nice right. uh so even the, the the traditional new yorker i would at that time I was working in Midtown and I'd, I would walk through Times Square where there's a lot of tourists. Even everybody walking through that area was much nicer than you know, a few weeks later where everybody got back to, all right, so we're just going back to business and, and doing things. But, but I think that's what it is. You know, a, a situation like that brings people together. And that's why even when you go now to, to the 9-11 Memorial, you, you have to remember that. You have to remember those pieces like at that moment it it changed us all but i i I found it really unique that outside of new york city if you've never been there people don't realize it i remember being on a cruise about six months afterwards and you know obviously i can't hide i'm from new york and most people didn't want to hear about it they just thought it was just like you know oh something happened and that was it and i would have been intrigued if i sat across from somebody that had experienced something, you know, w- with respect. And, um, yeah, nine 11 was, 
a really nice part because it brought us together. Uh, right. I, I think that was the, the the nicer part that everybody really stood together. No matter what you really believed, you knew that we eventually we would be together as Americans. You know, it, it was more more than just New Yorkers. Right. Like we, you know. Yeah, I mean, I remember where exactly where I was the moment it happened, seeing it on TV, and I, I, I mean, even still to this day, you know, what it'll be twenty years ago, I, I still can see it now. Yeah, it, it, it's incredible how it still hits you so much. Uh, but I, I think to, when you're when you were asking me about the the mindset, mm-hmm. I think New Yorkers took a pride in that. In that, you know, we, we took the best uh, of what they were giving us at that time, and we protected. We 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 did our best to lead New York. I mean, New Yorkers. That's that's where you go back to the mafia piece. It's it's mm-hmm. all about protection, right? You know, it's all about standing up and saying, "I got this," and by doing that, is really just trying to protect everybody. That doesn't mean that's what it always happens as it plays out, but that piece of protecting and standing up we're gonna you knocked our buildings down i mean those, right. and they were 100 100 plus story buildings it wasn't just a, a building that most people might understand you knocked down two of those buildings but guess what we still stood tall uh for for weeks on end we had our police and fire department digging through the rubble and volunteers digging through the rubble and they've been able to build and pay tribute not only build but pay true tribute to those lost souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so getting into that since then, how has that changed kind of the, the culture of New York since that happened to now or has it? Yeah. I don't know that it has changed. I think it, it's gone back to in some ways, in, in some ways, you know, it, it's like even the, the, this past year as our country, we, we, we've changed in, in our way of thinking, after everybody can get back on planes and the the you know COVID restrictions are going to be lessened, people are going to go back to exactly the way they did pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. In my guess, eventually, and that's the that's the battle is how do you go back to something that if you know better. So hopefully we you know as a country we move on. So as New York New York moved on, we not and we we don't forget. We we still take pride. Uh, you you can't miss a, a fire. Men or a fire truck that doesn't have a remembrance because they right. they lost somebody. Um, you know the ideas of we will not forget is very true as a New Yorker. You know um, because we experienced it. You know right. when you go through an experience like that, and I I wasn't downtown. I was I was in Midtown, but even Midtown, which is several miles away from where the, uh, the Twin Towers were. You could still smell the fire and and things burning, and that's the impact that New Yorkers who were there during that time won't forget. I mean, I can't forget that that day getting out of my office and seeing you know fighter jets flying around New York in a different way than they'd ever been flying over New York. Right, more on high alert than just showcasing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've grown up again back to the Coney Island days. I've seen the jets, you know, the, 
the Blue Thunder groups, the, the Golden, the Golden Knights, which is the army flying, uh, specialty group. So I've seen those, those planes and the air shows out here on, uh, at Jones Beach. So, you know, we've been lucky enough to see military style jets in, in a friendly way. And, but to see them and knowing that the world changed was, right. was definitely different. And what do you do with that? You know, it, it right. was difficult to process. Yeah, no, I mean, the world changed. The United States changed in a, in a big way when that happened. So, you know, and, and coming from New York, I just, I wanted to see, you know, how it affected the, the city, uh, at that time. Yeah, it, it, it changed. I mean, for a while, nobody was allowed that, that to that area. It was mm-hmm. closed down. It, it, and, and even now, so when you go there, when you go down there, you definitely sense it, it's, it's coming back and, and, and they're doing incredible work, not only around New York. Um, around 9-11, there's a great park that they've built on the old West Side Highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a part of a, a highway that they've converted over to a park that now comes up the West Side of Manhattan that you could walk. And that's where the Whitney Museum is, go back to museums. So where there's little pockets of, mm-hmm. of museums and just incredible art yeah, and right. incredible culture. In each one of those areas, there's incredible culture that you could just d- – take deep dives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. You, you, you mentioned that, you know, these pockets of places that, you know, have museums and, you know, uh, pockets of different culture. And what would you say would be maybe the five places you had to see throughout New York? Oh, I, well, I, I think right. I, I, I do think the Statue of Liberty that, and mm-hmm. if you, if you aren't able to go to the Statue of Liberty, you still can see it from Battery City Park, mm-hmm. uh, so you can you can get that experience. Uh, Central Park, if you've never been, the yeah, Central Park is. I mean, we've seen it all in movies, right? Uh, the Empire State Building. Uh, we had it mentioned the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the logos so behind my back is the Brooklyn Bridge. You can walk over the Brooklyn Bridge. Not everything is about uh, cost. The Brooklyn Bridge mm-hmm. is one of the oldest expansion bridges. Uh, and you could walk across it. So you, you could walk across from Brooklyn to Manhattan mm-hmm. and have great food in Chinatown when you walk <laughs> off, uh, there. So th- that would be, that would be a place I would tell you to go to Times Square. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the crossroads, there's lots of areas around there and the uniqueness of the, the theater district. Right. That would be one. And, um, and then there's beaches. I mean, you know, there's, there's really, so much around the, you know, if you want to see art in the Bronx, you can go, there's art in, in the Bronx. There's, there's, there's uh, a science museum in Queens. Mm-hmm. The old world's fair is, is in Queens. So you, there's lots of little pockets depending on what you're looking for. And that's why you can spend a lifetime here and not see it all. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I would agree with that. Um, Something else I want to get into, uh, maybe a little bit deeper would be, um, the, the homeless population. New York is the second in the homeless population behind the United, or behind the United States, uh, behind, uh, California. You know, California has a 151,000 homeless and i think new york is around 94,000 
Um, and then it drops off from there. I mean, it goes out into the 20,000s at number three. So, you know, I, I wanted to see if why there were so many homeless, you know, cause here in California, we have, we have housing problems. We have, you know, there's not enough affordable housing for people. There's not enough programs out there to help, um, with homelessness. And I kind of wanted to see if it's something similar in New York. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, especially the, the COVID situation has definitely, uh, this pandemic has definitely, uh, exacerbated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, like we were talking about subways, there's a lot more places to where people can live. And, and there are, I've worked with some homeless organizations. So there's, there's pockets of where people live in, in cities, not only under the bridges. Like just recently, I, last weekend, I donated a bunch of clothes to somebody, to a, a group, because they were displaced underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. New York City government had put out... And they took away all the clothing unannounced last week. Last weekend was much colder than this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did that. So these, these gentlemen and these people were without. So the, the pandemic has made it worse because of people losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. And because it's spread out, there are that many more places to live. I mean, in Central Park, there are pockets of, it, it looks like woods. You would never know that you're in the middle of, one of the world's major cities, hmm. you know, much like uh, in California, you know, right. people living at the beaches. I mean, Hawaii, I, you know, at Waikiki Beach, there are plenty of homeless people. Right. Uh, so it it's because you're able to find places. Uh, unfortunately, with the colder weather, it becomes challenging. And there's lots of organizations who make sure that when the weather gets too cold, that the people are brought in. And some people don't want to be brought in. Right. I know when I've assisted, there are people who would rather – they're afraid to lose any of their items, their, their some of their possessions, or they're not able to carry everything. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a situation, but it's not as it, – it, you know, I haven't been in the city uh, that much in the past year where I've heard the numbers go back, uh, much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, you would never know that you had – Close to a, uh, I think your number you said about ninety four thousand, right. which is crazy. Uh, you know, <laughs> think about that. That that that's basically Michigan Stadium. You know, right. uh, you know, you know, or, or Ohio State Stadium. When you see that, think about each one of those people being homeless, and that's what you know New York and, and L A. You know, have and, and that's that's horrible. And that's why I try to do push forward the, the goons for good. Uh, you know, there's organizations out here on Long Island like uh, Johnny Socks, where we just collect socks for people. Mm-hmm. Because socks are the number one item that people usually do not get for homeless. That's the one item. And if you think about it, you feel more human when you have a pair of socks on, right? When, you, when your feet are warm, right. that's one of those things that you do. Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely true, you know, with the socks. Um, a lot of the times when um, charities are doing things for homeless or whatnot, the major thing that they want are those basic items like socks, you know, just because you think about it, they're, they're not getting washed. They're, you know, walking in them so much that they're getting holes in them. And that's an item that, that you don't think about um, on your day to day because it's veterans also, you know, the the one thing I've gone to a lot of veteran hospitals and that's the one thing that most people won't give out socks, you know, won't, won't gift socks. And that's the one item that most people want. 
Yeah. And because there's, there's also that tactile piece of being comforted by having your feet safe as well as warm. Right. So do you know or have any idea what the government is doing in New York to help with the homeless population at all? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're doing it. They're 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 doing their best. That's the challenges mm-hmm. for government. You know, government's too too large in, in a lot of ways, and not large enough in some ways. Right. Uh, because you know, it's it's how we throw our money at, it. and that's why, um, like with my goons for good, I really do try to work on the local money. I try to help a local person rather than the larger organizations, which will get the donations anyway. Right. And, you know, we have to figure out the best way. I don't know the best way. I'm not smart enough to, to know the best way, but I know that I would rather help that the helping hand would rather go out to somebody who I know mm-hmm. or p- somebody who I trust than not. And it's not about trust, but it's because I know the impact that I'm having. It's like when you, I volunteered at soup kitchens, both in New York city as well as outside of New York city. And it's, talking to those people. I mean, I've been at the gay men's health crisis, which is one of the premier centers for it, it, at the beginning of, of AIDS. And, you know, it's, there's the movie. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of movie, uh, but about the creation of the gay men's health crisis. Uh, uh, I think it was, with, uh, it was it on it HBO milk? broken heart or something. Oh, I think milk's a different one. I think that's about well, the yeah, yeah, milk is, is, is about the, the gentleman who, who went to be a politician in San yeah. Francisco. But uh, it was on HBO. It's and it's with big name uh, actors. You know, it's Ma- Mark Ruffalo and mm-hmm. things like that. It's a story about the creating of the gay men's health crisis. Mm-hmm. And so I've gone there through my job to help with the food kitchen. And by doing that, you, you meet people, right? So you're, you're helping somebody specifically, not just how it goes. And you know, there's great organizations, and that's a large organization at this point. Mm-hmm. Is they're lucky enough to have you know, large donators and things like that. And then there's opportunities to find smaller kitchens. There's soup kitchens all over if you wanted to look for them. Like in LA, if you really were looking hard to want to volunteer, there's there's definitely ways to help oh, yeah. people. Yeah, definitely. I know I know here in California they, they have short term uh solutions for the homeless, but you know they've also just place them, you know, one of the most famous places is Skid Row. You know, they just, that's where they, they drop them off and they keep them there. And that's, you know, that's what they do with them. So it's, it's an interesting thing, you know, because a lot of the time these, these people who are homeless, they can't help themselves. And there's, you know, limited capacity at um, shelters and things like that. And, they're kind of forgotten about. So I didn't know, um, you know, if it was something similar to, to hear. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there's a lot of organizations that, that that are helping, you know, besides the government and there's lots of organizations that, that are really looking out to try to make people's lives better. And, you know, it, it, it's tough, but that, and, and that's why when you can find somebody who knows somebody and helps out a little bit, you try to find, you stick with them. You know, there's so many little pockets of what do you do with it? Uh, you, you know, a friend of mine just lost a, a family member and they had all these clean clothes, brand new clothes and furniture. And because I knew people, we were able to give it to get it donated to the right causes that mm-hmm. took it in. I mean, you know, 
Veterans Beacon House and, and, and things like that, which is a national-wide program. But all these little pieces, we help each other out in the smallest ways, but it, it becomes the biggest efforts. Right. Oh, and I completely agree. You know, and I, I do, I think it is important for people to, um, volunteer at least once in their life to help with some of that stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I do definitely think that's something, um, you know, it can, it gives people a little bit different of perspective as to, um, what goes on outside of their world. Yeah. Muhammad Ali had said, that the, the price we pay for rent for living on this planet is by helping somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then through my travels, I've also been lucky enough to, to meet the man who created the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Frank Shankowitz. And mm-hmm. his favorite line is he never thought he was a hero, even though he was. Uh, and still, is, well, he just recently passed, but he still is a, a, a hero in my eyes. He says, everybody could do something. When he was going through his challenges as a child, he could paint a wall. He can, you know, help somebody fix a, a fence. Everybody could do something. And if we all do more of that, it becomes a better place. Oh, I completely agree. Yep. I mean, that's, that's a little bit of uh, part of my podcast. And the reason I do this just to share culture to others and, you know, give them a, a different perspective on, on people altogether. Yeah, and that's where when you go back to about 9-11 and New Yorkers are very giving. I mean, if you really start looking at the the bigger pictures of New York, we we have a bad reputation, you know, that they're they're uncaring or not. But go watch the New York City Marathon from around the world come and how they're all cheered on. And Mm -hmm. Times Square, no matter when Times Square was good and when Times Square was less good, guess what? Everybody still wanted to be at Times Square at New Year's Eve. You know, when, when the big events happen in the world, they run to Times Square. Right. And we are giving people. We we love to give our, our place. We, we want everybody to, to know how great New York is. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things, uh, you know, uh, one thing about New Yorkers is they do take pride in where they come from. They are New Yorkers, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that is different in different parts of the United States. You know, here here in Southern California, we don't you know, yeah, we're Californians, but we don't, that pride isn't there like it is in, in New York city or New York. Yeah. yeah well, it's, it's that East coast. I mean, Philadelphia right. is also Boston. I think it's yeah. a, it, it might be just an East coast, but, but I, I also know people from, you know, down South. Uh, you know, I, again, I, I was born in Texas. My, my, I have some family down there. Mm-hmm. They're pretty proud there. So I, I think it, yeah. it, it it's, you know, you have some place and, and there's a lot of people who are proud uh, of California. Oh, and you right. Know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know you, I know you, that's not what you were saying. It's just, they are more laid back. I mean, look, it, I always tease uh, one of my friends who lives in uh, San Diego mm-hmm. and, you know, when it gets into that cold winter, it's uh, 60. <laughs> it must be tough when you don't really expect much change of weather. And, you know, when you, when it's 70 almost every day of the, <laughs> of the year, sunny and, and, and 70, you know, it's boring, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, that uh, it is, it, it, you know, I've lived here my entire life and I hate it because the weather doesn't change, you know? Yeah. It gets a little bit colder, but again, you know, fifties at, at its coldest during the day is about 
you know, 55, 65, you know, here in Southern California, but it doesn't change. You know, we have a rainy season of, you know, seven days scattered through the rainy three month season, you know, but you're right. It doesn't change. It's, it's quite boring in that way. And I know a lot of people, um, come into California and they move here because it is, you know, always that same temperature, that same weather, you know, it's always warm and sunny and, but it's boring. Very much so. Yeah. And, and, you know, the one thing that I'd say is about New York is that's what also brings us closer together. That if you're going through the wet, the weather, you, again, you said about, you asked me about the trains. Does everybody, we, we do keep to each other, but every now and then you do find little pockets of friends or people that if you're taking the same train at 705 or whenever you, the, the train comes in and you just do the little head nod or, you know, you, you see things going on and you're living through that experience, the, the weather, the travel experiences, the, the challenges, but the trains don't always work on time. So mm-hmm. you're all going through it together, uh, which right. is really a very powerful thing. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. You know, it's, it's that camaraderie of, of people doing and going through the same things, you know, just like with 9-11, you know, when that happened you know, the city came together rather than, you know, splitting apart because that could have happened. Yeah, it, it definitely could. I mean, there, there were pockets, you know, because there are po- pockets of, of, of ethnic people and there, right. there, there are challenges. I mean, I, you know, we're currently going through a challenge where uh, our Asian New Yorkers are, are, are having some challenges, but, yeah. but there are enough people who stand up and right. that's where I went back to that New Yorker is, we try to be the protector. That doesn't mean we do it the right way. Um, you know, just by saying, Hey, stay away from them. People could take it a different way as being a protector or, or not. Right. Uh, but I think that's what New Yorkers are. We're, we're, we're good natured protectors because that's what we, that's what we were doing. Uh, I mean, New York, uh, even going back to the revolutionary war, that was where some of the stands really happened is by, you know, leading the, the charge, the revolution, coming out of New York and, you know, the, you know, Boston was a huge piece of the, the revolution, that type of thinking, but New York was the capital, you know, when George Washington was running around, right. They were trying to protect New York. Yeah. No, I mean, like you said, I mean, that was, you know, it was almost the nation's capital. And, and, and at that time, you know, that's where a lot of everything happened was in New York, New York city, you know, that area, um, has always been, I think, a, a spotlight into the United States, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think it's all because of historically who's come, who, who came from England and all the other countries, the people who needed to find a new land to get through it. And right. it was the hardy people. I mean, Think about the, the the boat travel. It wasn't these beautiful cru- cruise ships now. Right. Uh, it was these ships that they traveled weeks on, months on to get across. The, these were hardy people. I mean, that's where some of the attitude comes from. You know, you come from a is generational uh, stubbornness. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're not going to get us down. Right. Well, like you said, you had that melting pot of people and especially, you know, 
150, 200 years ago, you know, you had everybody coming in and mixing and some left, some didn't, but there was a lot that stayed and, you know, they really worked and worked and worked and were stubborn. And that's, I guess, that some of those same features have and characteristics and traits, those, those have been passed down through now the whole city of New York. You know, some of those characteristics, you see something, you know, oh yeah, that's a New Yorker. Yep. That's a New Yorker. And it's funny too, because a lot of the times when you talk about New Yorkers outside of New York, the state, when you talk about, oh, that's a New Yorker, it's associated with New York city, not New York state. Yeah. You know. Which bothers the upstaters. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which again, as a city person, uh, it, it we're just like, who cares? It, it, you know, uh, it, it really is part of that attitude of who cares? You know, uh, same thing as Boston and Philadelphia. You know, you go to both of those beautiful cities and nobody cares. You know, like if you're from another one of those other cities, it really is. I'm a Boston or I'm, I'm you know, Philly. If you love Philly. And that's it. Being part of New York, you're either a New Yorker and New York City or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that makes it very interesting um, to see. So um, is there anything else you got you, you want to add about New York, New York culture? No, I, I think everybody should experience it a little bit, even if you can't make uh, several weeks to come. There's always something that can make and change your life by coming to New York. Yeah. I, 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 I enjoy the times when I am able to even just stay in Manhattan for a couple of days. I enjoy working in Manhattan. There's, there's an electricity that's there that not every place has mm-hmm. just by being there. And that's the part that I, I can't wait for life to come back to. Not about, I don't care if I have to wear a mask or whatever. I miss the electricity. Mm-hmm. There is something missing when you're not in New York City. Uh, I've been in a lot of cities and they have that special feel to it. And New York is definitely one of those cities of just electricity. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, especially with all the people that are there, you know, all interacting in different ways at once, you know, and, and some of these bigger cities, you don't always get that, you know, I mean, even here in, in Los Angeles, it's a big city, but you don't have all that interaction because most people are driving around in their car, you know, um, there are people walking around on the streets, but it doesn't have that interactions like you have in New York. Yeah. It's spread out. So LA is a great city, and but it's spread out. Yes. And, and it's, it's over a much larger area. New York is a very dense area. And that's why it, it's, it's, that's one of the reasons why it's so unique mm-hmm. is because it's the, the denseness. You have to talk to people. You have to, experience some of the good New York and, and some of the less good parts of New York. Right. But it's the, it, it's the denseness of it. Yeah. I, I, I would completely agree. Um, so I, I mean, if you don't have anything else, we can, uh, we can. Yeah, if I, if the only thing I would say to you is if I can plug my podcast, okay. <laughs> you know, that's where and, I was going. Yeah, and it's Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, it's peace, love and bring a bat. And what it is, it's really a spiritual show uh, because we all understand peace and love, but the bring a bat part is not a violent, it's not, it's just play on the New York 
attitude really is everybody needs a way to take a stand in their life and figure out how to to rise, Phoenix moments about rising out of our ashes and figure out what our non-negotiables are. And that's what bring a bat is. And I always ask anybody who knows anything about baseball is you're looking for your sweet spot. So there's lots of people who come onto my show who then talk about their sweet spot, how they've risen. And that's what I wish for everybody. So right. Take a listen. I'd, I'd love to yeah, of course. get feedback. I, I've listened. I would, uh, where can people find it? You can find it on, I mean, it's on most of the major, uh, hosting. So it's on Apple. It's on uh, Spotify, app, uh, Amazon, Google, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, probably I'm listening, missing a couple of other places, but, uh, Podbean, uh, right. Wherever you, you know, can and, and then there's sub places that, that, that pull into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the, all the major ones, so I, the iTunes and Apple and, uh, Apple and Amazon and Google, it's on there. And if not, reach out to me. It's, uh, my yeah. coaching practice is on the path and why at Gmail. Okay. Awesome. Or find uh, me on Facebook, uh, David Chemetsky. Uh, Just there, there's not a whole lot of David Chemetsky's. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, there's two, it, there's, there's two on Facebook, oh, wow. me and me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, um, is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? You know, I always end the show with little, uh, word of wisdom that I, that I say, is there anything you, you would like to add before we go? Yeah. Come to New York and, and really just experience the city in all its glory, because it really is a great city. And if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. If you really can find your way around New York and enjoy it, you really can find your way around any other major city in the world. You got to come to see the capital of the world. Yeah, exactly. I know that's the one my wife wants to go and uh, we will. You let me know. Okay, we will. Yeah. In real, in real life. And you know, yeah, it's a great time. For sure. Yeah. It'd be nice to, uh, get a good view of the city from somebody who yep. knows it. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I do have to thank you for coming on. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. I, I love talking yeah, about thank it. Thank you. Um, let's see. And that is going to end episode seven. I do again, hope you guys are enjoying the show and please, again, if you guys are not following us on our socials at, uh, on Facebook and Instagram at culturepology, uh, please do so. Also, if you do want to be on the show, uh, please email me at culturepology5 at gmail.com. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review as it does help out the show. And remember, folks, people don't feel the smile on your face. It's the smile of our hearts that people feel. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>